Good morning, Coffee Sipping with Shells. I am your host. And the morning show starts out your day to talk about mental health and personal growth. These topics, you might already know something about it or just getting someone else's point of view. Or maybe you don't know and this is part of your personal journey. So sit back, pour yourself a cup of coffee, tea, or whatever you drink to get your morning going. And Morning Coffee Sipping is a recorded produce once a week. And the goal is to have a new episode every single Thursday morning. Morning Coffee Sipping with Shells. Now here is this morning's topic. On this Good Morning Coffee Sipping with Shells, our topic for this morning is people pleasers. And this morning we have my good friend Amanda from KGRG. Hi. So what do you think about the topic people pleaser? It is a really good topic to be talking about. And it's interesting because when you sent me the link to read about it, I realized I myself am a people pleaser. I am the exact same place. I want to make sure everyone is okay and feeling good about themselves. And But sometimes being a people pleaser is not the best because you want to say no, but you're afraid to do it. Agreed. So how do you know if you are a people pleaser? Let's bring up the article a little bit. Why are you a people pleaser? Well, fear of rejection, fear of failure. And also you don't want to feel uh, negligence for yourself. You want to be able to devote yourself a little more time to care for their own health. So there's one, resentment. You don't want to resent anybody for Tell them, no, you don't feel like doing anything. No, I don't want to do that. So you do it anyway. It affects your mental health. So what do you think about the symptoms that you read on the article? I think in order to be, I suppose, a better person with your own mental health, you do have to, at times, say no, even though you don't want to. And is something that everyone should possibly be working on. Right. Especially if you're a people pleaser, because you always want to make people happy, no matter what. If you're busy, you will take time out of your day to help them with anything. Right. Some of the eagerness to please people is a willingness, agreeable, cheerful, civil, uh, cooperative, easy, courteous, easygoing, good humor, good nature, kind, mid and polite and uh, we just don't and also you know unfriendly we also want to make sure that we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings as well on this what do you want to call someone who wants to please someone who's always puts others first the word comes from the old french meeting other people that believes that the latin oh, oh wait the latin yeah latin Alter, which means other, or current word comes from the 19th century for the kinds of the philosophy. And what are you concerned about? <laughs> it's been going on for years. What is your take on that? Well, at least we know there is, it has been going on for a while, so guess there must be a reason that some people are people pleasers right so what are the symptoms you think you might want to 
try to minimize, balance the people pleaser for your mental health versus going out and continue doing things. What is your take on that? Um, one of the things I would love to fix for myself personally would be being taken advantage of because they always say yes. And people always be like, oh, can you do this? Can you help me with this? And I'll say yes. And then they leave to go do something else, leaving me all by myself to complete a task that they themselves are supposed to do. Like in school, for example, if you have to do a project and it's a group project, I would always be the one to help other people do it. But in reality, I was doing all of the work and it really made me mad. Mm-hmm. Totally true. Also, when, when they turn things around and you need need the help, there's no one there. Yeah. That's kind of that's, I get the exact same thing too. I go out, out of my way, help people out with their task, and then all of a sudden I'm left. Okay, what about me? Turn, turn the table around. Let's do this. Like, oh, I don't have time for it. You know. What do you do? <laughs> you know. But I think some people. There is a a line where you have to stop. You can do so much, but if you don't get the return back, you're not going to return it again. Of course, then all of a sudden they're like, "You never help me. You never do this. You never do that," and all those hatred down. And you're just like, "What? How do you react on those?" Well, I do get very angry easily. Um, especially when that stuff happens. It's like, um, no, I did all the work. I expect you to help me with one thing. And if the thing is so small and be like, can you just turn it in if it's a project? Or can you look over this and make sure I did everything right? And if they'll be like, well, no, I did all the work. I'm like, no, you, you really didn't. One thing I dislike is the fact that people take credit for what you did all the work. Their name was on it, too. I had past projects in college, not here, but other places where their name was on it, but only myself and the person did all the work. And we're just like, why are you people here? And the thing is, some of the instructors um, will actually see the work has already been done already, and they'll give those people credit, Somebody else, and the other people don't get nothing. So as it was one thing about looking at an instructor's point of view is too, they're actually seeing who's doing all the work. Cause we're all like, have our hair all tied up and like in buns, no makeup on, and we're doing all our work and, and we're like, hey, we're sitting pretty, following our nails. Yeah. So, low riders, self riders is what it is. Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, what makes it worse though is like, if they claim that they do it, they'll actually, well, what happened to me a few times is they'll remove my name completely from the project or afterwards go up to the teacher and be like, oh, by the way, Miss So-and-so, I did everything and they did nothing. I was talking to them on the phone or we met at the library and they just left or they didn't even show up. I'm like, that was you. Right, right. Yeah, that happens a lot too. So what about your everyday life? Instead of classes, what about outside? Like maybe friends or you think they're friends and they need your help. Well, what do you do with that? Um... I only have one friend outside of class. Oh. <laughs> so I don't really get taken advantage of with her because for me, I get a reward. Now that she has a new puppy, I get to play with the puppy. Oh, she yay. Anything. It's like, oh, can you babysit my dog? I'm like, hell yeah. It's a puppy. I'm definitely going to babysit for you. <laughs> like, I don't need the money. Just give me the puppy. What about, fa- the, then what about family members? Okay, so for family, um, 
Yeah, no, I do get taken advantage of with them, especially when it comes to babysitting. Mm. Especially with my nephew, and I love him to death, but the kid is such a brat. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's like, I don't need to listen to you, you're not the boss of me. I'm like, why are your parents not here? You have to listen to me. I don't want you playing a violent video game. You're, a nine-year-old is not meant to play like GTA. They're not. That is too much for them. Or they're not allowed to watch movies rated PG-13. And I will obey those rules. Because that is what my family tells me. Don't let them watch this. Don't let them play that. I'm like, okay. But then when they get home, he'll cry and be like, she didn't let me do anything. I'm like, I let you watch movies past your bedtime. <laughs> I gave you junk food. I ordered you a pizza. I wasn't <laughs> supposed to do that. Right. So, yeah, I think some people who are people pleaser are not grateful for the people pleaser. They want more. They want more or they blame whatever issues on them to get away with murder is the word you wouldn't call it for. So how can you balance yourself with people, people pleasers as yourself and not take advantage of how, how can you balance that out? I'm honestly still working on that. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really get a lot of say because I still live with my family. Mm -hmm. So I can't say no, I don't want to do this or no, do yourself. Because if I do, they bring out the entire topic. Well, we're letting you live here rent free. You don't pay the bills. It's like, you're my family. You're not supposed to do that until like, if I'm still here by the time I'm 26. Right, then right. I will start doing that. But it's my like second year in college. I have no money. Right, right. So, all right, okay, well, when you do turn turn that age and you're ready to move out and all that stuff, and able to move out, how can you uh, get, prepare yourself for that new adventure? Well, I'm honestly planning to move out at least by this summer. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> so. Look out, family. Here comes Amber. <laughs> yep. So it'll be interesting for sure because I honestly can't wait to get out because I'm so sick of being around a narcissistic family because that's what they are and it's rude of me to say that but I'm telling the truth. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, I'm, I hear you. I hear you myself. I have a toxic family. Also, I have like maybe one or two people I still talk to. My family. I'm divorcing my family because of all this stuff. So, trust me. But you know. Trying to please them and treat them with respect, but some sometimes being a people pleaser, you don't get the respect back. What I've learned growing up, since I'm much older than you are, <laughs> I don't want to really date myself, that if I have friends who are able to give and take, that's the equal balance of being a people pleaser and then taken advantage of. Because their friend realizing you're a people pleaser, but also she, that person can give back. So in a way, like for example, your friend that you have, she's asking you for something, but in return, she's telling her to play with her puppy. So that's kind of give and take of a thing, yeah. you know? So can you relate to that with either your family or anybody else? outside school or whatever <laughs> um yeah the holidays are coming up christmas that's my only give back uh so the rest of the year it's more like well i do this or you do this because you love me or do this because i said so because i'm older than you i'm like okay fine sure i'll take time out of my day my precious time that may seem infinite to you because you're not living my life 
Right. Anything you want to add to the people listening to the podcast who might want? We don't. We say no, but be polite about it. Give them a valid reason why you don't want to do something, but try to say it in the nicest way possible. And they're always going to retaliate by saying, "You have to, though." If you're like in high school, you they're your guardians, your parents. You have to listen to them. But there's a certain point where you can say no, and you can make up for it by doing something around the house. Those, like, if you say no, they can be like, "Well, you're still going, and because you said no, we're gonna give you chores, or you have to clean the house." It's like, okay, well, fine, I'll do that, but I still don't want to go. Just do something to make a valid reason, mm-hmm. and just. Oh no. <laughs> right. It's very difficult to say, no, you're not able to do this. No, you're not able to do that. And I find it because every time I say, I want to help that person out, but no, I can't do it. I feel like I, you know, don't feel well. Like I, I hurt their feelings or I stubbed their toe or I stuck them in the eye or something. And that's not really good for you as your mental health as well, because you really don't want to do this. But the thing is, sometimes people will feel that urge and end up doing it anyway. Then they hurt themselves. Yeah. Um, Another thing that it said in the article that we were reading is a lot of people who are people pleasers deal with a lot of depression and stress. Yeah. And that goes into what you're saying. It's like you don't feel well after you say no and you end up doing it because it makes you feel better. Um, being that stressed and can cause so much harm, and that's not even if you have depression. If you have depression, that stress just gets way worse. And as being a ple- people pleaser, it you feel so obligated to help anyone who asks for it. Or if they don't even ask. It's mm-hmm. just who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And also part of the, uh, the article that we're reading, if you guys are interested in le- reading this article... Um, hang on a minute. I'll go to it. Gotta find it. You go to... I can't pronounce that word. Psychologytoday.com forward slash forward slash US forward slash blog forward slash shrink forward slash them at 201210 forward slash are you a people pleaser? So we're gonna bring that up again. All right. So. Mm-hmm. See, call it a depression. Oh, being taken advantage of. We talked about that already. Those basically is the five things you gotta be aware of: be taken advantage of, stress and depression, uh, reduce ability to enjoy other people' activities. Uh, passive aggression or resentment and you know be negative on yourself so those are the four five things you guys got to understand when being a people pleaser do you want to do all these things now there was a test I was trying to find before we did this interview okay here are ten signs if you are a people pleaser I finally found it okay same thing Um, let's see if I uh, psychology today 10 signs you are a people pleaser. So, 
Number one, you pretend to agree with everyone. Listen politely to other people's opinion, even when you disagree, is a good social skill. But pretending to agree just because you want to be liked can cause you uh, anger and behavior to get goes against your values. Number two, you feel responsible for how other people feel. Yeah, that's a really hard one to deal with, though. Yeah, it's it's healthy to recognize how you behave, influence others, but thinking you have a power to make someone happy is a problem. To is up to each individual to be in charge of their own emotions. For example, va- uh, people who are vampires, they want that. They suck the life out of that. <laughs> Number three, you apologize often. Oh man, I can't count how many times I've done that. <laughs> Whether you are externally blaming yourself or fear others, people are always blaming you. Frequent apologizing can be a sign of a bigger problem. You don't have to be sorry for being you. Yeah, I need to work on that. Number four, you feel a burden by by things that you have to do. Yeah, that's a hard one too. <laughs> You're in charge of how you spend your time, but if you are a people pleaser, there's a good chance you change your cha- your schedule is fill- filled with activities that you think other people want to do too. I don't really have anyone to hang out with outside of school though, so you should change that. I would if I-, I just need a car and a license. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call a bus, you know. <laughs> um, you can't say no. I'm working on that. I've said no a lot this year, though. Good, good. Whether you say yes and then actually follow through, or you are late later t- fake an illness to get out your your commitment, you'll never reach the goals if you can't speak up for yourself. Because basically, if you say you're gonna go somewhere, all of a sudden you fake a illness. You gotta work on. You can't say no. I do that, but only because my family doesn't like me to go out with friends. Oh, jeez. So if I have friends from school, which I do, it's just I never go out for that reason. Oh, wow. All right. Six, you feel uncomfortable if, if someone is angry at you. Oh, it's the worst feeling, but it is. It's like, okay, well, I'll just hide in my room. Yeah. Just because someone is mad doesn't necessarily mean you did anything wrong but if you can't stand the thought of someone been displeased with you you're you'll be most likely to compose your values or compound your both values number seven you act like the people you act like the people around you actually basically you blend in if you are a preppy chick you want to wear all this makeup and glorious even though that's not who you are no, I've always been different and liked to look different. Okay. I just can't because of my current hair color. <laughs> it's normal for other people to bring different sides of your personality. But other people pleasers often sabotage their own goals. Studies shows that people pleasers in- engage in self-destruction behavior if they think it will help others feel more comfortable social status. For example, people pleasers... People pleasers 
eat more when they think it will make other people happy. No, I don't do that. I eat a lot anyways. <laughs> I, I've been cutting down. Cutting down. Sometimes um, ple pleasing men can go this factor too. You're trying to please your, your partner. <sighs> I see y'all. I eat like little if I'm with someone, especially out on a date. I'm like, I don't want to eat in front of you. Right, right. Okay, number eight, you need to please to feel good. Well, I mean, pleasing though can has so many different meanings. So it's you can either please others to make yourself feel good or you can do something that makes yourself feel good. Um, for me, I've been working on just doing something that makes me feel good because I'm honestly kind of sick and tired of people around me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm becoming an introvert. I don't like it. Right. Well, it says here, while praise and kind words can make anyone feel good, people please depend on validation. If your self-worth results entirely on what others think about you, you'll only feel good when others show you a compliment. I don't think I've even gotten a compliment even when I dressed normal. Well, you look good. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Number nine, you get the greatest length in avoiding conflict. I don't know if that's true for me, but maybe that's because I have so many other disorders with me. Yeah, I tend to walk away to conflict. I mean, I, when I was growing up with people have, I've been known with toxic people. So trying to be toxic and being part of that drama, it was hard for me. Oh, this is drama. I got to go this direction because that's all I lived on before. I mean, drain myself in with my family and the friends I used to hang out with. And after going to therapy, I'm starting to recognize, oh, this is not healthy. Because growing up, I used to, my family was fought a lot. So in my mind, that was love. Same. Yeah. When, like, my mom will always say, oh, I didn't have that many boyfriends. I'm like, well, no, probably not to you as an adult. And now that I'm older, I understand having four guys that you were dating um, isn't a lot. But when you're a kid, and only one of them stuck around for like two years, which is the longest any of her boyfriends have been around us because I guess as her kids, we weren't deemed worthy or something mm -hmm. or they themselves were just not comfortable or had so many personal issues. They didn't like us, mm -hmm. but she or they would always pick a fight with her. And I noticed that and so did my sister and because we didn't have a father growing up. So whenever a new guy came to the house, we're like, well, who's this dude? And like, right. we don't know you. Why are you here? Don't touch your mom. We don't like you. Stop talking to us. And then they would like for a second when she wasn't around, they would switch their attitude around us. And we're like, no, you're not a good person. Get away from us. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, see. And what that means is only it's one thing to not want to start a conflict, but avoiding conflict at all costs means you'll be struggling to end up for the end up for things and the people you really believe in. Yeah. Yeah. I used to cry and run away or like hide whenever a conflict broke out. And sometimes I will still do that. I will like, if someone's angry at me and I accidentally start a conflict and I start yelling and being aggressive, it scares me. And I'm like, I don't like this. Right. Yeah, me too. I mean, me 
uh, me, I don't like to of any conflict. So recently, like last June, I made a stand up for myself. I said, no more, no more of this, no more of that. And of course, I feel all emotional about it afterwards because I'm saying no and taking care of me. And it's not, not a bad thing. All right, number 10. You, you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. Oh, yeah, no, I hide mine. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. So, this year, you can't form um, a real relationship with people unless you're willing to speak up sometimes and say that your feelings are hurt, denying that you're angry, sad, em- uh, embarrassed, or disappointed, even when you're emotionally wounded, keeps the relationship superficial. Yeah, no, I haven't actually been in a real relationship for a, a long time. The longest one I was in was six years. I started a relationship end of eighth grade and made it all the way to my first year in college. And then over the summer, something just happened and they stopped talking to me. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to feel. And my heart is still healing from that. Cause like that is the longest relationship I've ever been in. But there were so many trust issues involved with it because I've only known men to cheat and be awful and mean and it's so aggressive that when someone was kind to me, I'd be like, this is weird. I don't know it. Right. I'm the exact same way. I mean, um, I've all my life, I've known people to be rude, mean, conflict, and negative and all stuff like that. But since I've been changing my life through therapy, thank you therapy, um, I recognizing those things are not good. It's all toxic. and trying to reprogram myself because i now have anxiety because of all the negative i've been going through because i don't know what's better what was you know to me the negative is good because what i'll live with trying to be positive oh i'm recognizing this person could be good this person can be a better person but when going into a relationship i tense up even a new friendship i tense up because i get this not in my feeling like okay i don't know what to do here yeah i've had a ton of friends backstab me yeah. Like in yeah. elementary school, I had one friend. She was, I thought she was my best friend. And back then, you know, if you have a crush on someone, it has to stay secret. She went and told my crush and I was mortified. And then she was like, well, here's the thing. I didn't actually tell him it was you. I just told him that one of my friends have a crush on him. But I'll keep your secret if you give me all your food. And I was like, okay. So I started an unhealthy habit, which still lasts to this day, which I'm still trying to fix, of not eating for like a few weeks to like a month and it's very bad because of her because I would go for like five years in elementary school giving her my lunch every single day not having breakfast nothing wow and wouldn't eat until dinner time and that was mostly like mac and cheese or hamburger helper so I had the hardest time making new friends for that reason or like just even having a best friend for me. I love her to death, but I'm so scared that she's gonna do something like that. All right, you still friend with, friends with her? Oh, no, no, she, I moved schools and then she just never came back to apologize to me for it. But I went up to her, I was like, um, because I was raised Christian, I was like, you, you just forgive. And I was like, okay, I can, this one time, only one time. Went up to her and I was like, I forgive you for what you did in elementary school. She looked at me, sneered, and walked away. All the other girls who are mean to me in elementary school, though, came up to me and they were like, I'm so sorry for how I treated you. I was like, what? (laughs) These girls who were the popular girls in elementary school came up to me, said they were sorry to me, 
and then like were my best friends all throughout high school. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. People who can actually come up to you and say, you know, apologize for making you feel that way. That shows a lot of growing up to be, or, or someone must have done that to them. They think, oh, that's what that meant or how that's how it felt. Not a lot of people pussy narcissistic jerks or understand that part. Yeah. So, all right, we're gonna conclude this interview on this topic of people pleaser. So do the best you guys can to balance yourself out, recognize the signs. And if you get that gut feeling like you don't wanna do it, figure out how you want to approach it, think about it and then execute it, but with kindness. And they feel bad about it, tell them sorry, but this is how I feel about it. Because otherwise, it's going to build up any anxiety. It can also work with it. It can also work at a job too. If you don't want to do something, say something. Just don't yell at people. <laughs> yeah, have no aggression. <laughs> right, right. Or do the best you can for being what you have. And then, if you realize you did something wrong from you, or just apologize for it, and hopefully one day it'll be better next time. Learn from it. Alrighty, well, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. Good morning, coffee, which else? It's a pleasure to be on here. Yay! So I will see you guys next time. Ta-ta! Thanks for listening to Morning Coffee Sipping with Shells. It's presented by LT18 Radio. We want to thank our following sponsors for their continued support. Ramshaw Records, Kate Keller, Papa Satch, Alicia's from the Two Blunt Bitches uh, podcast and our newest sponsor, Pet Concierge in Tacoma, Washington. If you'd like to help LT18 grow with your donations by going to lt18radio.com or letstalkaboutthemusic.com. On the side panel, you'll see three different PayPal buttons for US, UK, and Canada donations. Again, thanks for listening to Good Morning Sipping and we'll see you next time. Have a great day.